experiencing. Only later, when the cloth is untied, can we glance at the past and find out what we have experienced and what meaning it has. That evening I thought I was drinking to my success, and didn't in the least suspect that it was the prelude to my undoing. And because I didn't suspect anything, I woke up the next day in a good mood, and while Clara was still breathing contentedly by my side, I took the article which was attached to the letter and skimmed through it with amused indifference. It was called Mikolas Ales, Master of Czech Drawing, and it really wasn't worth even the half-hour of inattention I devoted to it. It was a collection of platitudes, jumbled together with no sense of continuity and without the least intention of advancing through them some original thought. Quite clearly, it was pure nonsense. The very same day, Dr. Kalusek, the editor of Visual Arts, in other respects an unusually unpleasant man, confirmed my opinion over the telephone. He called me at the university. Say, did you get that treatise from the Zadaretsky guy? Then review it. Five lecturers have already cut him to pieces, but he keeps on bugging us. He's got it into his head that you're the only genuine authority. Say in two sentences that it's crap. You know how to do that. You know how to be really venomous. And then we'll all have some peace. But something inside me protested. Why should I have to be Mr. Zadaretsky's executioner? Was I the one receiving an editor's salary for this? Besides, I remembered very well that they had refused my essay at Visual Arts out of overcautiousness. What's more, Mr. Zadaretsky's name was firmly connected in my mind with Clara, Schlivovitz, and a beautiful evening. And finally, I won't deny it, it's human, I could have counted on one finger the people who think me a genuine authority. Why should I lose this only one? I closed the conversation with some clever vagary, which Calisette considered a promise, and I an excuse. I put down the receiver, firmly convinced that I would never write the piece on Mr. Zadaretsky's article. Instead, I took some paper out of the drawer and wrote a letter to Mr. Zadaretsky, in which I avoided any kind of judgment of his work, excusing myself by saying that my opinions on nineteenth-century art were commonly considered devious and eccentric and therefore my intercession, especially with the editors of Visual Arts, would harm rather than benefit his cause. At the same time, I overwhelmed Mr. Zadaretsky with friendly loquacity, from which it was impossible not to detect sympathy on my part. As soon as I had put the letter in the mailbox, I forgot Mr. Zadaretsky. But Mr. Zadaretsky did not forget me. Three. One day, when I was about to end my lecture—I am an art history lecturer at the university—there was a knock at the door. It was our secretary, Marie, a kind elderly lady who occasionally prepares coffee for me and says I'm out when there are undesirable female voices on the telephone. She put her head in the doorway and said that a gentleman was looking for me. I'm not afraid of gentlemen, and so I took leave of the students and went good-humouredly out into the corridor. A smallish man in a shabby black suit and a white shirt bowed to me. He very respectfully informed me that he was Zadaretsky. I invited the visitor into an empty room, offered him a chair, 
and began pleasantly discussing everything possible with him, for instance, what a bad summer it was and what exhibitions were on in Prague. Mr. Zadaretsky politely agreed with all my chatter, but he soon tried to apply every remark of mine to his article, which lay invisibly between us like an irresistible magnet. Nothing would make me happier than to write a review of your work, I said finally, but as I explained to you in the letter, I am not considered an expert on the Czech nineteenth century, and, in addition, I am on bad terms with the editors of Visual Arts, who take me for a hardened modernist, so a positive review from me could only harm you. Oh, you're too modest, said Mr. Zederetsky. How can you, who are such an expert, judge your own standing so blackly? In the editorial office they told me that everything depends on your review. If you support my article, they'll publish it. You're my only recourse. It's the work of three years of study.